Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode six of What a Save. This is your host, Tyler Niles, and my trusty co-host, my boy, Brandon Lewis. What's going on, baby? What's going on, man? It's been a while. Good to be back. Good to be back. Uh, we've uh, been a little bit of a MIA the past couple weeks, and that is because we are two lazy motherfuckers. No, uh, but we, we've been kind of tracking the what's been going on in the league and a lot's been happening and I felt like I needed to stop procrastinating and push myself even though I've been fucking tired as balls that uh we need to we need to cover what's going on so Tyler if uh you want to take it away and start us at where we want to start at it's all you yeah sure and um you know just to kind of riff off of what you said um about us being lazy pieces of shit you're on the money um (laughs) (laughs) this might be really bad we're a little rusty but we uh we just ask you listeners uh to uh bear with us yes exactly and um on the topic of bears why why don't we start with the bruins and the moves that they made in uh the you know the off season like brain farts um all right so the Bruins went, they traded Hall for his UFC, uh, or UFC, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, for his UFA rights. <laughs> uh, no, oh my God, see, this is what I mean, we're, we're all over the place. Bruins traded Hall and the UFA rights for Felino to Chicago for Ian Mitchell and Alex Regula, Regula? I don't know, maybe he'll become a Regula. Uh, this is a clear cab dump and a chance to see if I, uh, either of these young D-men can step into the, maybe the third pairing for the Bruins uh, next season, you know, with the loss of Mike Riley. Maybe it'll happen. Um, but, yeah, so they, they signed Morgan Geeky, two years, two million. I thought that was a pretty good signing. I feel like that's probably the best signing of the the, yeah. the free agency so far, um, in my opinion. That, like, man's a for beast. For us, anyway. And, and Seattle has had nothing but good things to say about him on his way out. Like, they were, like, praising this man so like i'm excited to see what he does on our on our team especially with montgomery he seems to kick another gear into some of these players that aren't like you know superstar caliber players but you know just take a look at orlov the, like he like made this dude look like he's like 26 again you know what i'm saying so um it's gonna be super interesting where he fits into our lineup uh, especially with the question marks around Bergeron Krejci, which is a topic we'll kind of delve a little bit further after this, but uh, yeah, geeky, good, good pickup, and in, in my opinion, and and a very cheap pickup for for two years. Um, that'll kind of give us a good spot of uh, where where we're going to be at in in those two years, uh, and and where we where we need uh, the shoes to fill. I thought Freddie, if we can get him on a good a nice deal, I think him and Geeky might pair pretty well five on five. Um, because Geeky did really good five on five in Seattle. But we'll see. Um they signed Jesper Bulkfist, Bockfist, uh one year, seven hundred and seventy five K. Bottom six guy that I think can again, like you said, maybe shine under Montgomery. Um probably makes the fourth line center, maybe gets more ice time, moves up to the third. There I really can't predict what this bottom six is going to look like next season. Honestly, he could be he could be a really good pickup um, because he's only 24 years old. Um, maybe he didn't get the ice time that you know he probably wanted or 
needed to see to really, um, you know, continue his game and evolve as a player. So I, I don't know exactly what his average ice time was on the Devils, but I remember him reading an article about him complaining about the ice time that he got. Uh, so, you know, he had he had 21 points in the 70 games that he had. I don't know if you had already stated that, but um, he could be a really good depth guy. And <clears throat> as you're saying, I think, you know, under Montgomery, you know, these players feel revitalized. You know, you get a new voice, um, new teachings. So it could really take his game to another level. I'm, I'm excited, uh, honestly. I think this is honestly another favorite of mine in terms of the signings that we made. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued, definitely. And I mean, you know, we were kind of talking about this uh, in the background, obviously not on, on the pod, but uh, just do text and stuff. And we were talking about all these, these trades that they're making, you know, come like, you know, five, six years ago, all these trades would have been made, making us go bananas. You know, the uh, JVR who we're going to talk about next, like this is a guy that <clears throat> was always a very gritty player. So, uh, and he, and he likes his net front, net front presences, um, and I think that's something that we needed to fill. And I think we filled that and he's probably going to slot on our second line, I would assume. Uh, so it'll be interesting what he can do under, under us for one year, one, uh, one mil, one year. Uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty good deal. Um, and this is, these are clearly all temporary deals until we have way more cap space, which is next year. And we can really make the big decisions that we need to make. Exactly. I, I feel like all these, you know, JVR, Lucic coming back, Shattenkirk, um, I feel like with these three, they're all getting one mil one year. <clears throat> they're just placeholders, you know, for this season. Uh, you know, maybe, depending how they do, they come back for another year, another cap's going to go up, so maybe it uh, can pan out for them. But I think under Montgomery, again, I think they're going to produce better than they were where they were you know what i mean um luch is still probably going to play that fourth line role but jvr like you said maybe gets a slot on the second if not the third line i think he's going to produce more than he has in philly the past few years um shattenkirk that that's a clear third third pair guy uh, maybe quarterback the second power play um but i i like the moves they're they're low risk moves and moves that they kind of had to make. They were in a pinch, and I think they're pretty good. Uh, yeah, with <clears throat> going into the fr uh, free agency, I think we only had like uh, it was like twelve mil or something like that. So we and and you still had guys to worry about like Swayman and and Frederick and obviously those guys are. Um, if you've been keeping up with the Bruins, um, if you are a Bruins fan, Bruins fan listening, uh, they just went into arbitration. Uh, they're hearing ca uh, cases aren't. I think. At least Swayman's is on the 30th of July, if I'm not mistaken, if something doesn't get uh, done beforehand. So that's a guy to look out for. Um, but I, I think with the 12 mil that we had uh, going into free agency and, and getting all these, like you said, low risk, one year deals, you know, some some guys getting two, like Geeky, uh, like Loco, which we'll go into, which I think is a great pickup for the price that we got him for. Um, and, and Luch, Luch brings a huge grittiness that we've been missing. And I've, I think as any Bruins fan has been watching them, we, we've been missing that part of us since Chara left, since Luch each left the first time. Like, 
these are these are things that we need. We need that gritty game, especially going into the playoffs. We need those guys that are going to battle for us and those that that are going to defend our our superstars. I mean, Pasta got injured off the first game. I'm pretty sure so um, of the playoffs. Uh, so these are things that need to be addressed, and I, I think with what Sweeney had to work with this year, I think he's doing a pretty good job and we'll, we'll see where that goes further into uh, next year when all these contracts are up. But Mark McLaughlin as uh, as well, gets a one year, seven, seven, five AAV uh, Locko with a two year, seven, eight, seven uh, AAV um, <clears throat> Patrick Brown, who I did not really familiar with, but I'm assuming he's just going to be a depth guy in case injuries uh, occur or like, you know, if we just need a shakeup, uh, if someone's not producing and, you know, they need to take a seat to reevaluate. I mean, he might be that guy that fills in for that fourth slot, uh, fourth, uh, fourth, uh, center slot. Uh, but we signed him for, uh, two years, 800, 800,000. So, eh, I mean, do I feel like we really filled the slot that we're leaving hall with? No, we also lost Bert because he's kind of a bitch <laughs> um oh my god no nah, i mean I, I really enjoyed bert on our on our team for a little bit uh <laughs> but i think uh i think for the for the one year 5.5 i feel like we could have addressed that and i know a lot of bruins fans would be like oh we won't have enough for swayman or frederick i think swayman would have took a, a little bit cheaper of a deal to to make us that bit of, bit of a better team Swayman wants to see us win. Yeah, and 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 I guarantee you that obviously that there was rumors in, in the mill that was going around that it was like four years, five point five or something like that. But he wanted five years. Um, so he ended up only getting one. So I feel like we could have got that, and I would have left us with a little bit of a a cap crunch, but. I feel like we could have got it, got it done, and honestly, I wouldn't be too offended if if Frederick uh, was lost on the team. I, I'm not a huge fan of him, but I know he brings a little bit to the table that uh, I know a lot of Bruins fans may like. Um, I don't know. What's your opinion on that? Um, he definitely brings some grittiness. Uh, obviously, like he's got size. He's not afraid to throw the gloves. Uh, he loves to throw the body, um, and he can score. Like uh, he had what 17 goals this year uh, on the third third line. He has a pretty good shot. I. I, I can see him, you know, slowly um, developing better each season. But as we were talking, you know, off off air here, he's playing with Taylor Hall, you know. So I don't know how much that affects his his play. Um, so if he's playing with a guy like like Geeky, you know, I mean, hey, uh, I'm I'm rooting for him um, as long as it's not too expensive considering you know we we might get bergeron back um you know there's there's rumors that he was seen working out uh pretty intensely so if yeah if I, I saw like that him, too yeah so like if, if a guy like him you know is contemplating retirement i don't think he'd be working out as hard as he is right now um that was a lot of the speculation too yeah to piggyback real quick on the the grittiness i think that's what we went for when we got hathaway and he, it just never really happened. And I think with Luch, it will happen. You know, that's just like part of his game. So, uh, you know, I'm hoping with losing Burt, you know, he has that that grittiness as well to his game. I'm hoping we could supplement it with with Luch and Patrick Brown even and JVR. Like, I'm hoping these guys can can bring that 
that playoff style grit to our team. And it's so strange because Bert leaving, I understand why he's doing it. Um, because honestly, it's it's probably the right move in, in terms of next year when he's probably going to make a bag because uh, he's going to be playing with either Marner or Matthews or Tavares. You know, he has all these options now in Toronto where he can just stack his stats. But I mean, he was going to do the same with Pasternak. So it's a little strange and a little off-putting. And we don't obviously know the whole story and what the talks that went down. And yeah, you know, I don't know. There's probably more to it that we're missing out on, but as as a fan, I really enjoyed seeing him on our team for the short time that we did. Man was a legend in the playoffs. Was actually super fun to watch. So it's kind of a bummer. Um, but going on what you just said about uh, Frederick, I don't know if we're gonna be able to pull him in for cheap, especially with Jino uh, for Tampa Bay. Uh, just got a two year two point six. So and that's kind of like the same type of player that Frederick is. And Frederick has had more points than Jino. So is Frederick going to want the same amount or more? Because if he wants the same amount or more, it's going to leave us in a little bit of a, uh, like it's going to leave us a little bit in a crap situation because honestly, I think the player that deserves more out of the, I think 5.9 million that we have in cap space is probably going to be Swayman. um, Because I think Swayman will eventually be our number one at some point, at least I hope. Um, So yeah, I don't know. There's there's a lot of a lot of good things that the Bruins did this year. Uh, I I think I think they're going to try to be a playoff contender, and I think that's why you see a lot of the one year deals. And you know if they make the playoffs and they make the finals, great. Um, do I think a lot of these guys will probably be coming back? Probably not. Maybe Luch again for a cheap deal because the man loves it here. Uh, but I, I I can't wait to see him on the ice. I'm I'm super excited. Lich has always been a, a favorite of mine, and he's going to bring that that Bruins Bruins uh, identity back. The big bad Bruins, yeah. Which I know, and I'm not expecting him to be the same Lucic whatsoever, because we've been watching him for so long. We know that he's not, but I'm still so excited to have him back. I mean, I, I still have an old Luch t-shirt from like 2010 or something 2011 i still wear it so i'm I'm never never lost my love for the man luch all right so we can kind of just roughly uh go over some trades here we had orlov leaving us as well this year which is unfortunate but we were not going to nearly pay the price that he went to to carolina which is 7.75 that man got a bag and honestly Good for him. I don't think he's going to do the same that he did uh, for the Bruins that he does for Carolina because Carolina plays a completely shut down like defensive game. And where Orlov had already stated, he felt like he was like unleashed because Montgomery, Montgomery literally let him off the leash. He he said, do what you want. Play your game. I don't care what you do. Just make sure you're back when if, if you do pinch or, you know, whatever. So, uh, and, and, just touching on Carolina is like, why are they stacking their defense so much? Especially with them rumors still going after Carlson. I will never understand. Carlson. Yeah, they they have a lot of D. Um, I, I do see a move being made at some point. They have Orlov, Jacob Slavin, Brent Burns, who had a killer year, Brady Shea, Brett Pesci, Dylan Coughlin. I think Pesci, uh, there was rumors there that he was going to get moved. Um, he's making four mil, and at this point, he's gonna be there. 
I don't know, man. Maybe third line guy, even though he's he's not a third pair guy. But you just look, and that's if they get Carlson. If they get Carlson. Right now, Dmitry Orlov is their highest paid D-man. And their second highest paid Which player Which is crazy. That kind of blows my mind. Yeah. I don't know. It, to warrant getting more than Slavin, even Burns. Why are we also going to bring Carlson back to Burns? I mean, they, they're clearly fine without each other. I don't, I don't know why we're, like, reuniting these guys. I, I don't think they need to be reunited, if I'm being quite honest. I think Burns is doing just fine. Hmm, yeah. <laughs> Carlson wins the Norris, gets paired with Burns, doesn't win the Norris. Burns leaves. Hey, he wins the Norris again. I don't know. I, I feel like you. they already have so many offensive D-men. Why won't, Why do you need another one? Why do you want another one? I know they they had trouble scoring in you know in the playoffs, especially or I should say the third round. But I don't know. I don't think Carlson's gonna get you get you there. That's also just a weird topic. I clearly don't stand by the whole Norris Trophy and the way it's dealt because Carlson is the last person that deserves the Norris. I'll be real. The man did not play defense. The man was a forward on the ice. Yeah, it's just, you know, whoever gets the most points as a defenseman. It, it, it doesn't really... Like, it's basically given to the player that doesn't try to win games for their team, practically. I mean, like, and I, and I can't say that completely, because obviously you had Kale McCarr. So, I mean, he he's a different different caliber, but you but know what I'm what saying? saying? Like, in the sense of, like, when you give it to a player that clearly did not help his team achieve anything other than other than play for himself. And and you could you could see that completely if you ever watched a San Jose Sharks game like this man was literally playing for himself. I mean the team was basically him this year. Yeah, quite literally. Uh, and and if they they sold out any games, it was probably just surely for the fact of him being there. Um, but another big another big, I guess extension. Not a, well, obviously not for Orlov. Orlov was a, a signing, but uh, a kind of another big one is Timo Meyer eight for eight years at eight point eight. Uh, with the Devils, that's a pretty good deal. That's that's a deal. That's a steal. And honestly, the Devils are wheeling on into the playoffs next year. That's my that's my take with that with that signing. I think oh, yeah. uh, I think Myers a huge a huge um, addition to them already with a stacked team like the Devils. Um, what's your thoughts on that? I think playing I think playing a full season with Jack and Brat. Maybe Nico, wherever he's going to slot. I think playing a full season is going to benefit him. Because I think, you know, when he first came into the Devils, um, it seemed like he maybe had a hard time, even though he still put up a good, you know, he still put up a, a good amount of points. But I, I, I truly think this is the year he's going to be that point-per-game guy playing with Jack. You know, I, I could see Jack hitting 100. I could see Timo hitting 90. Brat hitting 80. Nico hitting 80. I, I think this team is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Uh, they really have they have a great defense. Luke Hughes is going to is going to maybe revitalize uh, the offensive side of that D. You know, maybe uh, have that guy that can carry the puck in. It's just going to be a little more dangerous on the the back end. Um, the only real question mark is goaltending. You know, I think Vitek Vanacek is great. Um, they already said they're going to give Schmid some time in the A. So, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do uh, goaltending-wise, but maybe bring up Nico Dawes. There's Calgren. I don't know. Um, but I'm really excited to watch this team. 
this this team's got a lot of potential, and this core is going to go for quite some time. Yeah, they ended up ditching uh, Blackwood as well for a six-round pick to San Jose, which is expected. I mean, I think he was he was injured a yeah. lot of last year, and it's kind of sad because I think I don't know if it was like a year or two ago, but I thought he was he was something. He looked really good um, at times, yeah. but I guess he's just a guy that can't stay healthy or doesn't really solidify his role as you know a starting goaltender. So I think uh, Schmid and Vanacek are going to be the tandem that they're going to be looking towards. I mean, there was talks about them maybe picking up a goalie, but I don't know how they'd fit one with their cap right now. Um, so yeah, I, I, I kind of going off what you said, they're going to be really exciting to watch. And I know we shit on Timo Meyer a little bit in the playoffs last year, but, or not last year, but this year, sorry. But um, I, I think it was just cause he didn't find his footing and, um, he did, he didn't really have time to get it going with this team, but with a full season, I think he's going to be a a very uh, well oiled machine on this Devils team, for sure. And really quick before we get off the Devils train here, I the the acquisition of Toffoli was pretty huge, and uh, I didn't mention Mercer. Like that kid is nuts too. I like I'm looking at their top six, and I don't know. I don't see how anybody has a better top six than maybe other than Toronto right now. It's it's pretty wild. Toffoli's a huge pickup. I mean, if you can if you can do what he's he's done the past couple of years, holy shit, their top their top two lines are gonna be crazy. I mean, this man had seventy three points last year, so yeah, uh, banana lands. I know he's on a Calgary team that you know isn't maybe where Calgary fans want them to be because you picked up Huberto, you picked up Kadri, you have all these guys, you expect them to do well. Um, He's, he clearly took advantage of doing well, so good for him. And you know now he's on a very uh, well-oiled machine, ready to ready to go. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, kind of sums up the Devils. Uh, let's let's bounce into the Sorokin eight-year, sixty-six million, eight point two five million AAV. That is a uh, that's a big contract for a goaltender, and that is talk of the town of are we paying goaltenders too much for long terms because they could get injured or they could decline very fast it's always a scary thing dealing a goalie that long of a contract uh rick DePetro, for example <laughs> if we want to talk about him uh but yeah what's your thoughts on that i think it's a good signing obviously you know i think when you talk about elite goaltenders in the league especially the Russian ones because they're it just seems like almost every team has one at this point. Um, he's up there, you know. Vesna, um, Vesna quality definitely. Uh, he's already been nominated, um, what twice now? I know once, uh, I'm iffy on the twice, but he, he, I think he's a definite Vesna winner, future winner, anyway, as long as New York can keep their team competitive, I guess. Um, I'm not sold on the Isles. I'm, I'm really not. I, I like their, their top line, even their top six. Um, but I don't know, man. I, their defense is good, but I don't know. There's just something there. I'm just not sold on them. And, you know, maybe they'll make me eat my words next season. But I, I think they're a wild card team at best. Um, and, and that's with Sorokin kind of carrying them on his back, in my opinion. 
but I, I don't know. They need they need they need some something else. They need some a dangerous scoring touch on that top six. You know, a, an actual top two, which you know I might get some flack for that, but I don't know. I'm just not sold on. Well, it. especially when you're I don't know you're signing Scott Mayfield, who's already 30 years old, to a seven year deal. Then you have Pierre Engvall for another seven years. Uh, at at 27 years old, I mean, and even Varlamov at 35 years old, you're signing him for four years. I, I don't know. You're signing a lot of these like older guys and like they're not, they just, I don't know. No one really talks about the Islanders. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like they're not. Yeah. When you think New York, you, you think, think the, the Rangers because the they're, the Rangers are exciting to yeah. watch. And I mean, the Islanders have always kind of been like to been like that defense first, like very like low scoring games. They've, they've always kind of been like that and they haven't, I don't know. There's just something about them that they need to figure out. And I think obviously once they get their gears going, I, that's when you see Sorokin getting talked about more. I mean, honestly, Sorokin has been the highlight of the Islanders uh, so far in the last like year or two. For sure. Yeah, I think the, you know, them getting Horvat was pretty big. Um, I, I'm a big Horvat guy, but I still don't think that puts them over the top. You got to get someone to play uh, on the wing with these guys, and they have no cap space to do it. Yeah, they, they have they have holes to fill. Um, there's a lot of teams that that need to do some some certain things to their teams, and, and Islanders are one of them. And it'll be interesting how they do this year. I guess it'll be a very uh, question mark, a big question mark for them. But let's talk about Kopitar. Two years. Kopi. At seven mil. Yep. The West Coast Bergeron. What's your thoughts on that? You think that's a good deal? Two years, seven million. I think it's a great deal. Uh, Yeah. That's pretty much it. Uh, Kopitar, he's always been a solid, solid 1C. Um, Selkie winner. Great defensive forward. Can put up a lot of points. Clearly the leader in heart and soul of that team, other than maybe Dowdy. Uh, yeah, I can see him being that that leader, that veteran uh, guy that they need slash want when it comes to uh, building towards another cup, because that's clearly what they're trying to do with the uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois signing. Um, I kind of thought the they traded away a lot for it. Uh, I was really high on Velarde, but... I don't know. They're they're clearly building towards uh, cup contention once again, and I like it. I liked it. I like the signing. I think it's good. I think it's short term, low risk. You have a a great two way player. You know, second to none to Bergeron. Uh, I think, I think if you go in Selkie, uh, the Selkie talk. I think it's all. In my opinion, I think it's always Bergeron, and then Kopitar. Kobe. I think those are. Yeah. I, I think he's a great. A great leader and he will continue to be a great leader on that team for another two years another team i really wanted to get into uh kind of quickly is detroit because detroit yes made absolutely. a lot of moves in this in this free agency slash off season so far um just a couple to name off the top is uh james reimer you got james reimer you got justin hole which is probably the most that one's a little it's controversial for sure i'm not high on that one uh you got daniel sprong which is oh my god beautiful one year two million that guy is something if you slot him onto the third line 
and he's going up against those third, fourth line guys, which is what Seattle did. That man is going to put up points. That man is a sleeper pick. Um, so one year, two million. How did he only get two million? Yeah, I don't know, but I I am excited to see what he does on Detroit. It's insane. Yes, same. Uh, um, Alex Lyon signed a two year, one point eight with Detroit, which honestly, that's a steal. If if Lyon can do what he did for the Florida Panthers at the end of the end of the season, going into the playoffs, even though obviously he got pulled in the playoffs for uh, Bobrovsky, um, I think that's a great pickup. I don't know if he's going to be their starter, but even as a backup and you make him a tandem, sure. Uh, JT Comfer, five years, $25.5 million contract. I think it's a little bit questionable of did he get a little bit of an overpay, but I think JT Comfer is a great player, and Detroit's filled with young talent. What do you think about that? Well, I really like the obvious obvious acquisition of uh, DeBrinket. You know what I mean? Like, that's... I think that's their biggest one. Yeah, that's their biggest one. Um, they really needed that that scoring, that danger. You know, that danger on the top line. Um, but I th- I think when you look at their line, I don't know what guys are gonna play. You have Lucas Raymond. You know who who I I think he should be. You know they're on their top six for sure. But they have they have J T. Com for now. Andrew Cop. Uh, you can uh, David Perron. You know Sprong even. Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm really, I, I am high on their forward group, though. I, I think there's a lot of depth there. Uh, they have their centers. If they wanted to go Larkin, Cop, Comfer, even Fabry, like I don't know. Their 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 center depth. There's a lot there. I'm not really high on their defense, though. I mean, they just pick up Gossis Bear too, so that's a that's a pretty good pickup. They did. I love the Gossis Bear pickup. He, you know, always uh, a, a really solid uh, offensive D. But other than that, they have. Cider, obviously, you know, he, he's going to carry that D. But then you have, you know, Shara and Justin Hall, Jake Wallman, Ali Mata. These names just don't pop out at you. They don't pop out. They don't pop out at me, you know, especially the Shara and Hall. I think those those are two similar guys um, where they're making too much, in my opinion, uh, where they're at, at age-wise. But who knows? You know, maybe they'll play well under that system, but I... I don't know. I think they there's an upgrade to be had there to be made. Uh, and, you know, maybe they'll go for it at the trade deadline, depending how their team's doing. They have cap space. I mean, they do have to sign Raymond next year, but still, I, I, I like it. I think they're going to compete for a wild card spot, definitely. Yeah, and, and, it, and it's weird, uh, just briefly kind of cutting you in, cut, cutting you off there. I apologize. Yeah. But uh, one that I was a little confused about is they ended up getting Yamamoto from Edmonton, but then ended up releasing him in a contract buyout and then seattle picks him up so that's that's a little weird i mean yamamoto could have fit onto a, a wing slot and then you obviously lose adina in in a, a contract termination by pretty much putting him on waivers and the sharks picked him up so i mean zadina gets a change of scenery kind of weird zadina was a pretty big bust for detroit you know a guy that was supposed to was thought highly of and he never really could find it in detroit um, so maybe a change of scenery on a not so better team, which is going to be strange, but maybe he'll get more ice time. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see where he goes from here. I don't know where you want to go from here. Uh, I did briefly want to bring up the Canadians. I mean, oh, the Alex, that... the Alex Newhook <laughs> signing. Did you see yeah. that? I think that I did. The Alex Newhook signing was a steal, in my opinion. 
beautiful, beautiful contract. Um, they they have such a young core, and I think Nick Suzuki is like the the maybe the best guy um, for this team uh, to to lead. You know, to lead this team, I should say. He's young, twenty three years old. Nick Suzuki, a uh, great two way player, um, and he's leading. You know, an, a, a young team behind him with Alex Newhook, Cole Caulfield, Sokovsky, uh, Kirby Doc, Newhook, I don't know if I said that already, uh, Dvorak, you know, Christian Dvorak. Uh, they have such a young team. I just don't see this this core um, being bad in the in the future. And Harvey Pinard, he was a, a surprise this year too, where he had like uh, 15 points in like 30 games as a, you know, just a rookie just came in. He's AHL guy just came in and just turned it up and every game you could see he was competing for that that spot and I think he won it I think he's gonna uh, play in a full season next year uh, behind these guys behind Martin Martin Saint Louis as their head coach I don't know this team could be dangerous in a few years uh, really what they need to work on in my opinion is their defense obviously and uh, goaltending I don't think they have a uh, uh, a consistent number one goaltender um, and their defense. I don't really see them having a, a you know a real top two guy. And maybe maybe that draft pick could be that guy. You know, Ryan Bacher. I, I think he's going to be good, um, but you know, probably not for this coming season. Yeah, we might be ending up uh, talking about that in the next couple of years uh, down the road with these Montreal picks, where they kind of. You know, expected to go a different way, but ended up going with a different guy. You know, the Shane Wright situation, yeah. the Rhinebacker situation mm-hmm. now to, uh, this year. So, you know, they had two high picks in the last two years. So, like, this is the these are the players that are going to be building around. You already have a good core to start, so you kind of just have to keep building onto that core that's already there. And with Montreal only having hockey as, you know their sport that's that's hockey town like that's their that's that's all they got so like you need you can't you can't mess this up you got to make sure this team is successful because this is what montreal leans on it's a good hockey team and i think they're going to be a great team i i think give them a couple years maybe who knows they could they could surprise us this year so they're they're going to be deadly i i completely agree with you uh with how young their 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 team is, they are shaping up to be scary. Absolutely, yeah. I think I think Montreal or Detroit is probably my sleeper pick for a wild card spot, um, just because of how good that that uh, forward group is in Montreal. Same with Detroit, but I think what they both lack is defense. Um, so once they get that, they're they're gonna be a force. Uh, you know in the next few years what this reminds me of a lot is especially with Montreal and their young group is like I, I don't know maybe Tampa with how you know their core they had a, a great core for so long and they're going to continue to have that core with you know Stammer and Kucherov, Point, Sorelli, Hedman, Sergeyev, Vasilevsky like uh, I'm not going to compare it to that because that's you know a uh, two-time cup winning core but I, I, I won't say it's uh, out of the realm for Montreal in the future to maybe rack one or two up with uh, if they keep this core and continue to add on to it. I agree. I agree. Uh, just a couple few 
couple more here. Yeah. Uh, we have Ross Colton oh, yeah. traded to the Avs from Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm kind of sad for Tampa Bay because you're losing a good third, fourth line guy that can put up some points. Um, and going from Tampa to the Avs, he's not going to miss much because he's still going to be a contender. He's on a contender team. And I quite literally think Avs win on this trade. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I thought I thought it was a good pick. Um, or a pickup, I should say. You never know how these picks are going to pan out, too. You know, like uh the uh, uh sorry tampa bay received the 37th overall pick i, I don't know it, it's just you're just trading basically something that you could use on your team now than something you mm-hmm. could use on your team in the future so exactly in my opinion and i think the loss sorry no you can you can i was just gonna say i was just just gonna add sorry about that i was just gonna say i think it's just no, you're good. i think it's just the abs adding on to what they already think is a championship team so they just want to keep pushing that further i think they're trying to win another cup that's all absolutely and you know if ross colton's most likely going to be there they're on their bottom six and he's going to solidify that bottom six which they they definitely need it you know for that championship team because they again they still are a championship team but they lost Landeskog, and right now i can't think of a guy that they went out to replace him you know, I know Lekkonen is is gonna probably fill that hole. Maybe Miles Wood. Hell, maybe even Duran. Now that I think about it, but I think you know, I think he could slide into that third line role. Um, and hell, maybe even the second. See what he can do. Um, but I think I think it's a good pickup by the Avs. And unfortunate for Tampa Bay as they're losing a good bottom six guy. And then while we're still on the topic of uh, Tampa Bay, uh, Alex Kalorn, gone. He is now with the Anaheim Ducks, which is uh, a <laughs> yeah. little strange, but he was clearly chasing a bag, and uh, I think it's Definitely. I think it's safe to say he got it. He got his bag, and you know he at least still gets to go uh, jet skiing. He loves his jet skiing, so I think that was a big thing for him. It's like, yeah, well, I want to go jet ski, and they were like, all right, we can send you to Anaheim, and he's like, ooh, yikes, but... Then they offered him six point two five, and they were like, "He's like, all right." Have, have four I'll years though, but like that, he's thirty three years old. That's a slight overpay, in my opinion. But hey, I mean, you play on a Definitely. team like the Tampa Bay, and you you win a couple cups, and you show up to those those cup runs, mm-hmm. and that's what you get. You get you get some money. It's payday for you. Go 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 chase the bag. I'll never uh, knock a guy for chasing for doing the bag. It. unless he's on the Bruins and his name is Pasternak mm-hmm. or McAvoy or Marchand and or they, Bertuzzi. Or Bertuzzi. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah like I guess it's when it when, when it's on your own team you don't want to see a guy go uh, just to, just for money because then it makes you kind of it doesn't sit right with you especially I'm sure like yeah. some Tampa Bay fans are probably sitting right like oh did Killorn not like Tampa as a team like did he not want to play for us is money more important like but at the end of the day, I guess it is. Money is important. You know, you got to pay your bills. You got to you gotta live life. And he just wanted to do that. Yeah. So to kind of piggyback again on the Ross Colton thing where, you know, they lost him. That was a good bottom six guy. Losing Kalorn, that's even bigger because he brought he brought something to that, that top nine that is going to be really hard to, to replace. Yeah. And I don't think they replaced it either. Um, no. No. Maybe they they want to with the Geno signing but i don't i don't think they're gonna be able to replace that this year um and yeah i think the last one i really wanted to touch up on that was kind of like a big one was uh max domi also now a toronto 
Toronto hometown kid going going there for one year, three million. I don't know how Toronto is doing this because right now they're I think they're still currently over the cap. So I don't know how they're fitting yes. Bertuzzi, how they're fitting Domi, who they're moving. There's talks about Nylander being moving. That'd be stupid, but it's it's being talked about. What's your thoughts gonna, on this trade? <laughs> we're going to randomly see John Tavares hit IR until the trade deadline comes because they are 8.8 million over cap. That is so much. I don't see how they're going to be able to be cap compliant. <laughs> when when the time comes maybe they they move on from matt murray that you know they have Samsonov. they still need to sign him i think he's in arbitration sign him or they're he's going he's going to arbitration i'm pretty sure yeah that makes sense because they can't do anything at the moment but even with losing Samsonov, and then you shed off murray too you then you then have no goaltenders and yeah and you're probably still over cap so i don't know what the what the hell they're doing like Yo, Tree Living came in and was like, yo, let me fuck up the Maple Leafs real quick. Because that's, <laughs> yeah. as of right now, he is he is not showing promise for this team. Great pickups, Bertuzzi and Domi. But I was going to say, great pickups. What are but... you doing in terms of making sure you're cap compliant by the start of the season? I mean, you still have months to do so, but what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and they're, they're UFAs too. Like, oh my God, Matthews, Nylander. Bertuzzi Domi like these guys are gonna want the bag and I don't know maybe they'll be able to give it to him but, but will they though because there's already been interviews of like Matthews and Nylander and they're like oh no no it's not about the money I just want to play for this team I love these guys and every guy says every that, guy man. says that but we won't know until the contract talks start right so yeah you know we actually have guys on the Bruins who you know are our favorite team who actually say the things that they say and and then actually do it a.k.a. Bergeron, yeah. a.k.a. Marshall. Uh, I mean, Pasternak did it last time, this last contract previously. Like, I think we it was like 8.8, .8, right? Uh, for eight years, I think. Or, no, how long? Was it six years? The previous for, contract? For Pasta? Yeah. yeah, it was like 6.6. Six, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. And it was a great deal for what he was. Uh, and, he, and he got a bag now, which is deserved. Um, but, yeah, so, like, guys like that. You can't – I want to – see you back up what you're saying so we'll see when the matthews contract and all these other contracts pop up but nylander might be gone yeah. who knows i don't know what they're doing but i guess tree living has a plan because i don't think he would acquire these guys without one i would hope i was gonna say i could see bertuzzi slash domi being the replacement for nylander yeah okay well no i know but i'm just saying for this season because they have to move something right you know, they have to they have to do something and they're not going to get rid of Morgan, Morgan Riley. I mean, he's their, he's their top D. Um, kind of like the heart and soul. I don't know. Yeah, especially of their defense. That man carried them the to the second like, round. Yeah. And, I, I, dude, I don't know. This is going to be uh, interesting coming up to the season to see what they do. Um, I don't know. I don't know. That's a weird one. And they can't rely. If they do get rid of, uh, if they do move on from Matt Murray, and for whatever reason cannot get a deal done with uh samsonov they can't rely on their other goalies to pull an aiden hill there it's very rare to find a guy like aiden hill that can come in and help you win a cup it, it's just it doesn't happen i mean i don't know it's gonna be i don't see it happening either there's there's you no. aiden hill was a, a one in a million if i'm being quite honest and good for vegas on capitalizing on that but i don't think anyone would have guessed that he would be the 
the the goalie that he was. Um, but I think I think we've kind of covered the the main the main trades so. of the, yeah. the free agent free agency frenzy that we had going on so far. I mean, unless there's any that you have that you want to add. Um, no, not really. Um, obviously, Bedard getting to, to uh going to the Blackhawks that was huge. Um, very big. Very big. Obvious. You know, it was, it was pretty clear that they were gonna pick him. Sending Hall that way too, uh, or I should say, acquiring Hall and Felino and Perry. They, it's clear what they're trying to do. They're they're trying to just surround this guy with veteran leadership, show show Bedard how it's done, and then Bedard, just like the Crosbys of the world and the McDavid's, he's most likely gonna be named captain in a year or two. Oh, 100 percent. And they're gonna build around him and. Yeah, I, I I like what Black the Chicago is doing right now, but pretty clear they're not gonna contend. And we we covered the Pierre Luc Dubois, right? Uh, kind of. Yeah, I mean, Winnipeg got a good package. Uh, again, I I I touched that I um really high on Filardi. Uh, but even I follow. I follow. Is a, even, oh yeah, a great guy. I, it's surprising that they gave up so much for Pierre Luc Dubois, and and. Uh, funny because we we didn't really talk about him so briefly before we cut this off is i i would be surprised if this man doesn't in two years into his eight year contract that he doesn't decide i want to go elsewhere i don't like it here because yeah. he does that yeah. with every contract that he signs so far with any team so he's gonna say the rumors about him going to montreal are gonna come back and yeah and that's where I was expecting him to go in this offseason was, was Montreal. I thought Montreal was going to somehow fit him in there, but he goes to L.A. Um, but, yeah, aside from that, I think uh, we covered all the big names, uh, aside from maybe a couple other smaller ones, but um, those aren't really that important, right? The depth the depth, the depth depth picks. <laughs> yeah, who cares about those guys? Yeah, we don't care about those guys. No, I'm just kidding, but – I mean, I think we, we covered for anyone that hasn't already heard or has been watching uh, what's been going on in the league. Uh, we're we're kind of just giving you our take. And yeah, if we missed anything, uh, people listening, you can uh, go to our Instagram for when we actually do post stuff on there. Let us know. Let us know uh, what we missed. Uh, if there's anything you guys want us to talk about. But yeah, that's all I got, Brandon. What about you? Yeah, I I think that pretty much sums it up. We'll probably be back in around like two weeks from now, hopefully, if we're not lazy and we don't slack off like we did on this episode. But it's a harsh time for us hockey fans. There's no hockey going on, so it's 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 hard getting into the grind. But we're gonna we're gonna try to keep it keep it going. We're gonna try to keep the the train rolling. Uh, so probably in like two weeks' time, we'll break down some teams and if there isn't any other major things that happen from here on out. Um, we'll cover them, but we'll also give you our take on some teams and what they need to do. Uh, I know that was supposed to be this episode, but we completely didn't even think that free agency is a thing (laughs) and (laughs) all these trades are going to happen. But yeah, so please follow us on our our Instagram at whatasavepod. Check us out on Spotify. Check us out on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on... um, I think Amazon podcast. I think Amazon has podcasts. I think we're on there. So check us out on there. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode six of what a save. What a save. What, what a, a freaking save. save. All right. Uh, we are your hosts, Tyler save. and Brandon, and we are out of here.